Okay, Bruchem Aboyim, welcome everyone. Agitavach. Hope everybody had a nice Yom Tif of Shavuos. Uh, actually, we're now beginning a new series. We're going to be spending the next couple of weeks on the following incredible subject. This is brand new information. It was never uh, given, recorded, uh, new material. And the subject is the Mitzvah of Talmud Torah. How to arrange one's learning schedule. What a person should learn. How a person should learn. Is it one bill fits all? Is it a specific way to learn for everybody? Does it depend on a person's personality? Before we begin, as many of you know, we launched a campaign to build a new Torah center in Cedarhurst. And Baruch Hashem, it was very successful. And we're now... um, Nearing completion. So we're trying to determine our next steps, which will be dependent on our final tallies. Uh, if anybody, for those who participated, we're very grateful to you. If anybody would still like to participate, um, it's available. You could go to our site. The link is charity.com slash forward slash MMH, Machon Magadarakia. You could get it on our site and you could be Mishtatev in uh, this great endeavor. Now, a few weeks ago, a good friend of mine in Los Angeles, Yaakov Tubi, he was asking about, um, you know, there are a lot of svarim that are very interesting, and which svarim should we spend time on? Should we focus on what we call the meat and potatoes, the Gemara Rashi Toysvis? Are we obligated to learn all the myriads of svarim out there? How does one allocate their time? How do we really approach the most important of all mitzvahs, Talmud Torah. Even though Chazal say, the world stands on three things, but nevertheless, Reb Chaim Velazhner says, all these three things could be summed up to stand on Talmud Torah. So Talmud Torah is the paramount mitzvah, the most important mitzvah. In fact, the Gemara says that if you darshan the Aleph base, the very first two letters of the Aleph base tell you what the Aleph base of Judaism is. Aleph base. Aleph Bina, learn Torah. Aleph Bina, learn Torah. So, before one learns, one has to know how to learn. Another interesting thing is the fact that the Derech Halimud has changed throughout the generations. Almost in every generation, there's a new Derech Halimud. Um, a new way to approach learning. How could such a thing be? We're shaking the same Lulav and Esrog for 2,000 years, for 3,300 years. We're wearing the same tefillin. Why is it that other mitzvahs are, they were the way they were given from Sinai and the approach that we take to Talmud Torah is always changing, is always, is always uh, taking on new faces. So let's begin with the Gemara and Kedushan on Daf Lamed. This is this subject will take us, I would say, um, probably at least four weeks. Uh, we discussed it in our show on Shavuos, and uh, many have asked, okay, we want to hear, we would like to hear it, so here we go. Um, so for the first time, for the public, this is a, a subject that actually, uh, it seems not out of the box, but some of the perspectives may be quite innovative. So we're, gonna get, we're going to begin with the Gemara and Kedushin on Daf Lamed, and the Gemara tells us, Amr Safra Mishum Rabbi Shul ben Chanina. 
Rav Safra said in the name of Rabbi Shul ben Chanina, Maidichse Vorzamin Vishinan Tam Levanecha. You should teach your children diligently. Al Tikri Vishinan Tam Ela Vishilash Tam. Don't read it, you should teach, but rather you should divide into three. Trisect. La'olam Yishali Shadam Shnoisav. A person should always dissect their, trisect their learning into three. Actually, the Gemara says to trisect your years into three. Shlish b'mikra, one third of your years you should spend learning mikra. Shlish b'mishnah, one third of your years to learn mishnah. Shlish b'talmud, one third of your years to learn talmud. Now we need to be able to identify what is mikra, what is mishnah, what is talmud. But the Gemara says, the Gemara asks, wait a second, miyeda kamachaye. How do you trisect your years? You can only trisect something if you know how big it is, but nobody knows how long they're going to live. Am I trisecting 120 years? Or am I trisecting much less? Says the It doesn't mean to trisect your years, it means to trisect your days. Says Rashi, what does it mean to trisect your days? Yemei HaShavua, the days of the week. Now what does it mean the days of the week? Rashi doesn't say. Presumably it means divide your week into three. So how do you divide seven days into three? So look at Toysus. Toysus says, Bekuntris, Pirish Bekuntris. Rashi explains, Yemei HaShabbos. Split up the days of the Shabbos. Kolaymar, Shnei Yomim Mikra, Shnei Yomim Mishnah, Ushnei Yomim Gemara. Divide the week into three. Two days Mikra, two days Mishnah, two days Gemara. So the Gemara, um, that's how Toysus grips Rashi. Toysus asks on Rashi, what do you mean? The same way you don't know if you're going to live 120 years, you also don't know if you're going to make it through the week. So what if a person passes away after Monday, so all they did that week was Mikra? How could such a thing be? So I would have answered Rashi, what do you mean? The guy spent his whole life Two days Chumash, two days Mishnah, two days Gemara. So he has a pretty balanced learning schedule. So one week he, he died on a Tuesday. Okay, so that week he did Chumash, he didn't do Mishnah, he didn't do Gemara. Big deal. Would you call that an imbalance? I mean, that sounds pretty evenly balanced to me. Let's say the guy lives till 50. He lives till 90. So he died on a Tuesday. Big deal. At least he <laughs> his whole life... It's not like somebody who spends, let's say, um, somebody's going to live 70 years. So you're going to learn from age bar mitzvah. So you got uh, 57 years left. So you're going to learn uh, the first 19 years from 13 till 32. You're going to learn mikra. Okay, so the guy after 32, he's an Amaretz Gomor. He doesn't know a word of Mishra. He doesn't know a word of Gemara. So I understand that's not balanced. But what's the kasha of Toysvis on Rashi? Oh, but the um, person doesn't know how long they're going to live in the week. It's true. But the week is... Uh, the rest of his life seems to have been pretty balanced. And Toysus answers, It means to divide every day. Yeshalish, you need to divide every day. So that's very interesting. Because... It, you would have said that what Toysus would uh, seems to feel that if you divide the week, a person might die in the middle of the week, and then the week would be imbalanced. And 
Maybe Tosis feels the week has to be balanced. Like every week is a living entity, the week has to be balanced. You can ask the same thing about a day. Every day has to be balanced. Well, what if a person uh, dies at a, at 12.30 p.m., so they only learned Chumash that day. The day wasn't balanced. So maybe we should say, I don't know, divide your hour. Unless Toysus would say, you know, if you divide the hour, it's not going to come out a reasonable learning. You can't, what are you going to do? Every, every, divide the, the second? Every second, do a third Mikra, a third Mishnah, a third Talmud? So maybe you just can't divide it further. But bottom line is, Toysus says, divide your day. Every single day, you should trisect. Therefore, it was enacted in the Siddur of Rav Amram, as is our custom every day, before Pesukah we say, Mikra, Mishnah, Ugamara. So that's why if you look in the uh, Siddur, aside from Berchus HaToyra having Mikra, Mishnah, and Gemara, if you look in the Karbanos, you have Pesukim of Chomish, you have Mishnayis, and you have Gemara. Because every day you want to inject, you want to have some Chomish, some Mikra, some Mishnah, and some Gemara. Now Toysus is bothered by the following question. And that is, Maisim B'chol look around the world. What are people doing? Are people, let's say... People have three hours a day to learn. Are people learning an hour of Chumash? An hour of Mishnah? An hour of Gemara? Or are people learning three hours of Gemara? Or most likely, maybe working people, if they have an hour a day to learn, are they learning uh, 20 minutes Chumash, 20 minutes Mishnah, 20 minutes Gemara? No, usually most people... They learn an hour of Gemara. So is that really correct? That seems to be incorrect. The Gemara says, Yeshale Shinoisav. And people are just simply not doing that. Most people, they spend the majority of their time learning Gemara. So how do we understand that? So Toysus says, Sanhedrin. We rely on that which the Gemara in Sanhedrin says. But Bavel, why is it called Babel? Belula, it's a, a mix. The Mikra, the Mishnah, with the Gemara, the Gemaras, Bavel, Balol, Mikulam, Talmud Bavli has all of them. That's why it's called Bavel, Talmud Bavli. It has Psukim, it has Mishnah, even though you may ask, probably the ratio of Psukim in the Gemara is not one-third. Certainly the ratio of Mishnayis in Talmud Bavli is not one-third. But maybe, you know, a third is not dafka. It means to trisect, even in a pizza pie. When you bring home a pie of pizza, or you bring a pizza pie to yeshiva, everyone's pouncing on it. Why? Because you want to get the bigger slice. So even when you when you cut things into slices, you know, they're bigger slices and smaller slices. Especially when everything is mixed up and the Gemara has a flavor of the Psukim, and the Gemara has a flavor of the Mishnah, and a lot of the discussion of the of the Gemara is about the Psukim, is about the Mishnayis. So, now, 
Rabbeinu Tam didn't say that l'chatchila it is okay just to learn Gemara. Certainly, one should still l'chatchila trisect their time, shlish b'mikra, shlish b'mishnah, v'shlish b'talmud. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the Rabbeinu Tam is saying that we rely, we're soymech b'dieved, on that which we say in Sanhedrin, Bavel includes everything, Mikra, Mishnah, and Gemara. So let's examine this, Rabbi Isai, because how do we come out Lamaisa? And we're going to see something uh, rather interesting. Says the Shulchan Aruch in Yaradea, Simen Reish, Mem Vav, Siv Dalet. Chayiv Adam L'Shalesh Limudai Shlish B'Toy Person is obligated to divide into three. They're learning a third of it in the written law. What does it mean, the written law? This is very important. Written law does not mean just the five books of Moses. The written law means the written law, Tanakh, Torah, Nevi'im, Ksuvim, Dahainu, Ha'arba, Ve'esim, the 24 books of scriptures, the five books of Moses, Reisha, Shemais, Ve'ikra, Midrash, Dvarim, the Nevi'im, Yeshua, Shoftim, Shmuel, Malachim, Yeshaya, Yirmiya, Yechezkel, Treyasar, the eight books of the Nevi'im, so altogether 13, and then the 11 books of Ksuvim. What are the 11 books of Ksuvim? Well, you have the five Megillahs, Eicha, Esther, Shirashirim, Rus, Koheles, plus you have another six books. Three of the books are known as the Sifrei MS. MS stands for Eoiv, Mishlei, Tehillim. And then you have Ezra Nechemia, of course Daniel, which is one of my favorites, especially the name. And then you have Divrei Hayomim. Okay, so the way you remember, five books of Moses, eight books of Nevi'im, five Megillahs, three books of MS, and three books left. That's what it means to a Shlish B'mikra. Shlish B'mishnah includes all of the written law, Tanakh. As Rashi tells us in Parshas Kisisa, Rashi says that God gave us, uh, God gave it to Moshe when he completed speaking to him. He used the Pasuk, Kichalosoi, Kichaloisoi. We could read it, not Kichaloisoi, but rather Kichalosoi. And we darshan like a kala. Rashi says, Tu perushim. It's written, Kichalosoi chaser. That the Torah was given to Moshe um, as a matana, like a kala. That otherwise it would have been impossible to learn in such a short amount of time so much material. Then Rashi says, Dabar Acher, Ma Kala Miskashat as Kishutin. Just like a Kala has 24 ornaments which are enumerated in the Navi Yeshaya, so too a Tamad Chacham needs to be a Baki in the 24 books of Tanakh. So that's what we mean, Shlish B'mikra. Shlish B'mikra means the 24 books of Tanakh. So comes the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch is in Sun Reish Mavav Siv Dalid. He says Shlish B'mikra. Then Shlish B'mishna is the Tar Shabal Peh. Uperush Tar Shabachsav B'chlauza. The commentary of the written law is included in this. Shlish B'talmud, a third in Talmud. Dahainu She'yovin V'yaskil Achris Dovar Meri Shisai. 
Talmud means to extrapolate, to analyze, to to study in depth the end of the matter from the beginning. To compare, to contrast, to analyze, to probe. To study with the Midas that the Torah is expounded with. Until a person knows the Iker Mitzvah. How what is prohibited emanates, how what is permitted emanates. And all similar things that are known from tradition. Okay, now, so the halacha says like this. Ketzad. What would be an example of breaking up your time? Marv Rabbi said, what would you say 500 years ago, if you were a working man, how much time did you have a day to learn? Says the Shulchan Aruch, Ketzad, Hayabal Umanos, if you were a working person, Vaisek b'melachtai, and you were Oisek in your work, Gimel Shois b'yayim, three hours a day, Vites b'tayra, and you learned nine hours a day, meaning the Shulchan Aruch is saying, back in the day, 500 years ago, a working person meant you only had three hours a day to work and nine hours a day to learn. Nebuch, you only had nine hours a day to learn. That's what it meant, a working person. Nowadays, if you learn nine hours a day, you're already Rabban Shokho Pnei You're already one of the all-time great Kedoyle Yisrael. Back in the day, if you learned eight hours a day, you were, you know, I don't even know if you were an Orthodox Jew. A working person learned nine hours a day. So you would learn three hours Chumash. You see, back in the day, they didn't have phones. So they didn't have to spend eight hours a day going on their phone and looking at the same stuff hour after hour after hour after hour. So they had a lot more time. Nowadays, we don't have time to learn because we're mechoyev to spend most of the day on the phone. Anyway, I'm sure you know I'm joking. But... The, it's an unbelievable thing to point out that the Shulchan Aruch is saying, back in the day, they learned nine hours a day, you spend three hours in Tarsh Sav, three hours in Tarsh Peh, and three hours studying V'yavin Dover Mitach Dover. Now the Shulchan Aruch says something very interesting. Bamed Dvar Ma'amuram. When, when is this true, that you divide your time into three? That's B'tchilas Limudai Shal Adam. That's in the person's learning, when they start off. When you start off, you need to start off a third in Mikra, a third in Mishnah, a third in Gemara. When you get, come greater in Torah. And you don't need to learn Torah. You already know it. You don't have to spend three hours a day. And you don't have to master the Mishnayis for so much time. Yikra be'itim mezumanim tar shabachsav. You should just read in whatever small spare time you have tar shabachsav. V'divrei tar shabachpeh. K'day shalai yishkach davar midina atar so you don't forget it. V'yifne kol yamav l'talmud bovad and spend the rest of your time in Gemara. L'fi roichev liba v'yishav daitai in accordance with how vast and how broad your mind is. So the Shulchan Aruch is saying that this whole legislation of a third, a third, a third is when you start off. 
But once you get in a certain mastery of Tarvish Shabbat and, tar- and a certain mastery of Tarvish Shabbat spend the majority of your time learning Gemara and only a little bit of time just to retain the Chumash and the Mishnayis that you know. Now, what about when you start off? Is it enough just to learn Gemara? Says the Ramah, some say, like Toysus brought in Kedushin, Shabbat Talmud Bavli, Shehubalol. Bemikra, Bemishnah, Begemara, some say that in Talmud Bavli, which is a mix of Mikra, Mishnah, and Gemara, Adam Yoytze Yidei Chayvasai Bishvil Hakal. A person would be Yoytze his Chiyav for everything. Meaning, the Mechaber said that when you start off, you should learn Tarashvach, you should learn one third, one third, one third, and then you could branch off to Gemara. There is an opinion that even in the beginning you could spend the majority of your time in Gemara. Gemara encompasses everything. What about learning secular sciences, secular information? What about learning biology, chemistry, astronomy, physics? Says the Ramah, Aim la Adam ki mikra Mishnah Just learn the corpus of Torah. Mikra, Mishnah, Gemara, and the Paiskim. By doing so, you will get this world, you will get the world to come. Do not learn other disciplines. Are you allowed to learn them? Says Ramah, yes. Occasionally, you can learn other disciplines. As long as it's not heretical. That is what the sages say, touring the orchard. You want to spend a little time learning psychology, if that is a legitimate form of science, biology, chemistry, physics. You can occasionally, as long as it's not heretical. That is called Tiol Bepardes. Other disciplines are like dessert. And you don't eat dessert until you eat your fill. Until you know Shas, you don't venture out. What about learning Kabbalah? Doesn't say. It's not brought. So here we have the menu. The menu is... One third of the time, l'chatchila, when you start off, a third mikra, a third Tanakh, a third Mishnah, is a third Gemara. Later on, once you have the mikra and the Mishnah down, you could focus more on Gemara. But, and even for starters, there's an opinion you could be yoytze by learning Talmud Babli. Ah, good question. Rav Josh wants to know, where does the mitzvah of Maver Sejra, of uh, Mikra, Mishnah, and uh, the, the mitzvah of being Maver Sejra come in? Lamashal, is that a separate mitzvah besides learning a third of Tanakh, a third Mishnah, a third Gemara? Is there a separate mitzvah of being Maver Sejra? Is it part of the mitzvah of uh, Shlish Mikra? What about somebody who the Mechaber says has already mastered Mikra and Mishnah and they're allowed to devote now all their time to Gemara? Do they, are they then exempt from being Maver Sedra? Because the Shacharar said once you master Mikra and Mishnah, you could do all Gemara. Or Rabbi Tam said 
by learning Gemara, you're Yoyt say everything. So, can I say, well, I'll follow Rabbi Tam and I'll be Yoyt say Mavra Sedra by learning Gemara. Or, I already know Mikra Mishnah, so can I not do Mavra Sedra? So, we'll skip because you asked it. Um, to the Tshuva of Rabbi Moshe, who discusses this subject, in number 16, I'm happy you brought it up. Rav Moshe asked this very question, so where does the mitzvah of Mavra Sedra come in? In other words, is it a separate mitzvah? Is it part of Mikra? Can you exempt yourself by learning Gemara? So this was uh, asked to Rav Moshe by Rabbi Chil Avram Zilber and Rav Hillel David Litvak. He says, regarding the mitzvah of each individual reading the parsha every week, Shnai Mikra Targum, and our Chachamim and the Rishonim added that you should learn Rashi, which is weak even by B'nai Torah. Says Rav Moshe, Pashur Ubarar. It is obvious. No one is exempt from any rabbinic mitzvah. Can I say, well, I'm not going to wash my hands for bread because it's Bittu Torah. I'm too busy learning. I'll just eat the bread straight. Of course you're not exempt from a mitzvah because you're learning. So you're not exempt from this mitzvah. Even someone who Torah is their profession, that they were potter from tefillah, they were chayven ma'ashnai mikra ve'echotargam. You hear this? Even Rav Shema Yechai, who didn't have to daven, he had it be ma'avr sedra. Because Mavra Sedra is a chiv of Talmud Torah. And chiv Talmud Torah, there's a chiv to learn Mikra. I, Toysus quotes Rabbeinu Tam, that by learning Talmud Bavli, your Yod say Mikra, because it's Belula from Mikra. And I, the Ramam says, that after you know Tarshabhsav, you don't have to learn Tarshabhsav anymore. Um, and you don't even have, you certainly don't have to divide your time into three. So I have two potential paturim. Number one, I'm learning Gemara, which perhaps exempts you from Mikra. Number two, maybe I know Mikra, and according to the Ramam, I don't have to continue to learn Mikra. Mikamakim, Hamachuyav, Gam, Laharambam, Lilmoid, Be'ezazman, Tarshabhsav. Even according to the Rambam, you have to spend a little time learning Tarshavuch Sav. And that little time, that's what's called Mavra Sedravim. At the bare minimum, Mikra, even let's say you already know Sefer Yeshaya, Sefer Yechezgel, Sefer Yermia, which I'm sure you all know. I'm sure you're very familiar with Divrei Hayomim and the Maiser Merkava and Yechezka. But even if you know that, at the bare minimum, you still have to be Mavra Sedra. And especially in our generation where people don't really know Mikra, you still have to be Maver Sedra. So you say, great, I have a great idea. I'll be, I'll be Maver Sedra during Chazar Sashat. I'm sorry you brought up that question. That's not a good idea. Actually, you're not allowed to learn during Chazar Sashat. The Mishnah Bura says it's prohibited. 
Reb Chaim Knievsky says it's a mitzvah haba ba'avera. Reb Chaim Knievsky says you will not have siyata d'shmai in your learning. Reb Chaim Knievsky says it could be since it's a mitzvah haba ba'avera, you're not yoytze the mitzvah and you need to do it again. So if you're the guy who's inviting me to the siyam during the nine days, because you learned the mistachta during Chazar Sashatz, don't do that, please. Because not only did you not learn the Masechta, now you're making people eat meat during the nine days for a siyum that you shouldn't even be making. Now, I'm nothing personally against you. I love you. Especially you're making a siyum in the nine days. I'm not a big milchiks guy. But I have a great idea. During Chazar Sashat, listen. Answer Amin. You know how much siyat of the Shema'i you're going to have? You'll have more time to learn. You'll be able to make two siyum in the nine days. And you can invite me, and I'll be happy to come to both of them. Anyway, there you go. Um, so that is the mitzvah of Mikra, Mishnah, and Talmud. Now, I added a Maramakim just this morning, and that is, does Mikra, Mishnah, and Talmud in our generation have the same meaning as in the times of the Gemara and the Shulchanach. And for this we come to Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. And uh, this will probably be the last offering of today's year. We'll continue as Hashem in the weeks ahead. It's a very interesting subject. And Rabbi Yisrael Salanter says, No, the definition of Mikra, Mishnah, and Talmud has radically and dramatically changed in the course of the generations. Rabbi Sol Salanter, who in his time, aside from being the the uh, uh, engine behind the Muslim movement, he was also the Gadol Hadar in Limud. His greatness in learning was so great that legend has it when he would come to give a shear, and they would put up on the sign, they would change the Mar Mekoymois that Rabbi Sol Salanter was supposed to be speaking about, and they would just pick random Aramakai mice, and he would look at it, and like that, he would be able to string them together and give shear on it. So Rabbi Sol Salanter says, how can I, and in, in his letters, his letters are not easy to read, but he says, how can I add on my words that we spoke? And he says, action co- comes before thought. And therefore, learning comes before Maisa, and the gateway and the key to enter the pathways of Avodah Hashem from the time that Shas was sealed, the gateways of learning are locked. What does that mean? You can't open up a Chumash and say, well, uh, let me see, how do you bring a carbon Pesach? How do you wear a Tefillin? Let me figure out from the words of the Chumash. No, that's, that's, it's locked. We don't have access from the written law to be able to derive the outcome based on the Midoy Shatonid Rashis Behem. But rather, our job is we have to focus on what it says in Shaz Bavli. Our eyes are focused on Shaz Bavli. To draw from it the Torah of Hashem and its ways. All the giant, all he could do, he can't go to the psukim, he could mine the depths of the Gemara through analysis. And to the Talmud, you can't add and you can't detract. 
Therefore, says Rabbi Sol Salanta, for us, learning Gemara is what the Gemara calls Chumash. When the Gemara says, La'olam yishalesh adam shnoisav shlish b'mikra, it means a third of the time you need to learn not Tanakh, it means Gemara. Because what once was the Aleph base to them, to them the Aleph base was Chumash. And then the Mishnayis. And then the Gemara. So to us, learning Chumash is the Aleph base. Learning Gemara is Chumash. The Limit Amikrat said, Come on, Bechinas Aleph base, Mimei Chazal. To be able to, to have, in order to learn Bavli, you need to know Chumash. So Chumash is like the Alabes. Rashi, Toysis, the Ramban, the Rajba, the Rif, the Rambam, the Sifri, Gedela, Poysim, Rishon, Vachroinim, the Gra, the Taz, the Shach, Hukumai Bechinas, Mishnah, the Rishon, Vachroinim, our Mishnayis, Asher Biyad HaAdam Aroya, Mokshulakach, that, Somebody who is worthy could argue. In other words, in the times of Chazal, Mishnah was Mishnayis. Our Mishnayis is and after awesome proficiency in Talmud Bavli and Yushalmi and proper Yediyah in the G'dayle HaPoyskim and Toysvis of paramount of all the Rishonim, then you could come to Talmud. You know what Talmud is? Iyun HaNachayin. Talmud is deep analysis of the Rishonim and Achrayinim. So in other words, applying what Chazal say to our generation, Shlish B'Mikra, Shlish B'Mishnah, Shlish B'Talmud, it would come out, you should spend a third of your time learning Gemara, a third of your time Rishonim V'Achroinim, and a third of your time analyzing the Rishonim V'Achroinim. The, um, Iyon HaNochen, Lishoiv Yisoi Dois HaTalmud, to draw the principles of the Talmud, befratav mimekaymais hamefuzarim, from the scattered places, ulahavin ulahayrois kadas, vezehu bechinas toiras emes. This is the level of true Torah, hanikna b'mikra. Mikra is shas and yushalmi. Mishnah is rishon achroinim. And Talmud is acquired b'shimosh tamid chachamim, meaning kara shana v'loy shimosh tamid chachamim hareza amaaretz. The proper way to analyze rishonim v'achroinim is you can't do it on your own. You have to do it with a high caliber Talmud chacham. You have to do it with a rebbe. Shimosh tamid chachamim is the analysis of rishonim and achroinim. So this is a major a game changer because that means that there's the definition of Mikra Mishnah and Talmud as it's offered in the Gemara has changed in the last 1500 years. While it once was literally Chumash Mishnah Gemara, nowadays Chumash is 
Aleph Beis, Mishnah is how to read the Aleph Beis, and Talmud is, um, Talmud is, uh, excuse me, Mikra, so, so, and learning Gemara is the Mikra. So in the, in the worldview of Rabbi Salanter, learning Gemara is the basics. So does that mean you don't have to learn Chumash Mishnah? No. Chumash Mishnah, so to speak, are really the prerequisites to be able to have enough knowledge to start the process of dividing your learning. So this is, um, this is the recipe, which as we see has changed somewhat. Um, obviously there are other things that we have to learn. What about learning Halacha Lamaisa? What about learning Musar? That also has to be uh, taken into account. Be'ezus Hashem, next week, uh, we'll talk about, okay, now that I'm learning Gemara, how do I divide up Mishnah and Gemara? How fast or slow should I learn? And... Um, overall, that will take us to uh, somewhat of a very overwhelming and nagging question, and that is, is it really possible to learn everything? Is that a realistic goal? Because if you want to learn it well and thoroughly, it seems somewhat daunting and overwhelming, and that's another question we need to deal with. So, for now... We still have to figure out, okay, we know we have this formula of which according to Rabbi Yisrael has changed. But we now want to know how do you divide the Talmud? How fast to learn the Talmud? What about, as we mentioned, Halach Lamaisa and Musar? And how realistic is it to dream to learn Kalat Okay, Rabbi Yisrael, that's what we're going to... Uh, We'll continue as next week. And thank you for joining us today. Wish everybody bracha v'atzlacha. Um, Amen. Thank you very much. Kol tov everyone and a wonderful day.